All right. So this is a huge week for the show. It is. Because we have a tremendous amount packed into an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unclear how we'll get to half of it, but we're going to try. <laughs> the last time we spoke, we obliterated an hour. So Right, and we didn't ostensibly have anything to talk about <laughs> at all. Nope. So all right. this, is, this is either going to be better or worse. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm trying out a couple new things this episode. All right. One, 100% live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Oh, cool. Uh, so, I mean, not that it's broadcasting live, but as in I'm not oh. going to edit it at all. Gotcha. Afterwards. Uh, the live to tape type well, thing. Yeah, that's right. Live yeah. in front of a studio audience kind of deal. Great. All right, so let's start off then. Uh, everyone, you're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm your host, Sean Devine, joined by... Hello, I'm Eric Steele. Rejoined by Eric Steele. Yes. Uh, Eric, introduce yourself quickly, real quickly. Um, I am Eric, and I uh, make some of the internet. I was on two weeks ago, and I'm working on a book about testing. I like rail stuff, walks on the beach. Um, <laughs> I, I like that you, uh, you've you been on twice now, uh, bookending Horace Dedu. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, oh, there's, there's another Oreo joke in here, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That, that we, we just addressed last time, too. So, mm-hmm. All right, so this is episode number 147, uh, a uh, RailsConf 2014 preview. And this week we have two sponsors to not forget to include during the middle of the show. Uh, the first is The Code Ship, and the second is Lynda.com. We'll get to those a bit later. All right, Great. so uh, I'm not going to RailsConf. Neither am I. Yeah, so I figured, uh, who better than us two to do a preview? <laughs> we, are, we are very well qualified. <laughs> That's right, of the conference. No, in, in all seriousness, so we are going to go through the uh, the schedule for RailsConf. Uh, one, to get a feel for what the community is talking about, but also to have fun running a little tournament of if we could only pick one session to go to. Now, this is actually a false choice for us because... Since we are not going, we can just attend all of these uh, uh, virtually later when they put them up uh, on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if uh, if one was trapped with uh, you know only being able to see one, we're going to pick which one, and then and then unify a, a theory of uh, session selection for conferences live. So no pressure. No zero. All right, so RailsConf is this week, and, and here's my idea. My idea is that right now you're listening to this podcast on your way to RailsConf, so on the plane, on the train, on the subway, whatnot. And in an hour, you'll uh, you'll get an idea of what uh, what's being offered, and maybe you know what we think would be fun to go to. Although I, I don't think that that will be all that important to your choices. All right. So let's get going. So RailsConf is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. First off, I can't believe four days. That is a lot of time. That is a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and the tickets, I, I remember looking at this and seeing the tickets and then seeing that it was four days and thinking that was just a ridiculous amount of value. Like they were just super underpriced. Yeah, I think that the, the, the dollar and cents price is really not that bad. And I live in Chicago, so I really have no. Oh, I do have an excuse, but but uh, expensive travel is not one of them. I live right. Like, literally right down the road for <laughs> from the uh, conference. Now I have to go out of out of town during the conference, which is why I'm not going. But 
But anyway, so it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, and uh, we'll see if it's all day each day. I know it is all day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe not all day Friday. And um, amazingly, it has five tracks, which is a, a whole lot of content. I mean, four days is a lot to begin with, but there are fi- uh, five tracks to choose from. So we uh, we'll get right to it now. I was going to read the. Uh, I was going to read the overview of DHH's uh, opening keynote to see if uh, it was worth attending, but there's nothing written about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of DHH. More or less. It says morning announcement and opening keynote, although I did see that it, it, it'll be a simulcast, so to speak, I think on Justin TV or, or some other similar service. So if, uh, if you're not in Chicago at the conference, you can watch that one remotely. So I say we skip right by that. Sure. All right. That, one, that one's a given. We know that you, you have to be there or you have to be getting food or something. Right, right. And there will be like at least 25 F-bombs dropped during the middle of it. Yes. Uh, yes. Maybe more. Not unlike this live podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There will be zero. <laughs> All right. So so sometimes in these tracks, they, they're like uh, themed, although uh, Tuesday starts off not themed. So... Uh, here we go. We're gonna. I'm gonna read about each of the uh, the options, and then we'll we'll see if we could uh, which one we'd pick. All right. So, uh, option one is domain driven design and hexagonal architecture with rails by Declan Whelan and Eric Roberts. All right. So, do you know what hexagonal architecture with rails means? I do not. Neither do I. It seems be... like the place to learn it. <laughs> I didn't even know that I wanted to know, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe I do. All right, so here's what they say. You know that domain-driven design, hexagonal architecture, and the single responsibility principle are important. Oh, no. This isn't starting well, Eric. I I did? (laughs) It's not. It's actually not a question. That's a statement. Um, I was reading through all of these. Actually, I was just trying to get an idea of what we were what we were in for, and I've also been editing all weekend, and so I am in edit mode, and I just wanted to fix all of these things. Anyway. <laughs> I love the idea that uh, the first session that we review states <laughs> a, as a, like an obvious point that, of course, we know that's important when we don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's going to go well. Uh huh. Yeah, it says, well, fo- following the path of, le- uh, path of least resistance will get you in trouble. In this session, you'll learn a way out of the fat model, skinny controller hell. You'll leave with a roadmap to guide your decision based on concepts from domain driven design and hexagonal architecture. Declan is the CTO at PrintChomp, and Eric is a software developer at BoltMade. All right, so that's a contender. Now, the fact that we. I'm not sure if not knowing what they're talking about in the title is a reason to go or not. What do you think? I think um, if... That, see, that's tough because it could be a reason not to go as well. Yeah. Because right? I, I end up uh, just not identifying with it. I know. That, I'm, I'm thinking this one's, uh, this one's not in the lead out of the gate. It's yeah, well, well, we can table it. We can table <laughs> it. Let's, let's kind of like stack them up together right. and then knock right. it down. Okay. Yeah, because this could be true of all of them for all mm-hmm. we know. All right, number two is empowering rich internet application, RIAs, with accessibility. All right, it's being presented by Nitin. You know, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. This is just the best opportunity for you to pronounce everybody's name that could ever listen to this podcast wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, here's my take. I think that it's more respectful to give it a go Mm -hmm. than to not. I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm going to go for it and uh, and uh, be wrong. 
I know almost all of them. All right. Nitin DeWare and, uh, boy. Janeshwar? Uh, really? Janeshwar Gine- Narkar? Now, mm-hmm. he ha- there's in parentheses it says Gyani. Maybe, do you think that that's a nickname for first name or last name? I think that is just uh, his, his nickname. <clears throat> oh, it's his nickname. Or, or how he would go. That's right. would like to be addressed. Okay. That, that, that's helpful. That's very, very kind of him. Yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like they knew we were going to do this. So it says, <laughs> did you know that there are many web users all over the universe with different impairments and they could not use the web apps we developed just because they are not accessible? Being blind, Nitin and his colleagues have experienced this and hence in this talk they underline the importance of web accessibility by discussing aspects of WAI a-R-I-A. I wonder, do you know if you pronounce that like area or do you, do you say the letters? I would, um, I would do both because it seems like it would be really fun to say. Why area? Why area? Oh, I, you're good at this. You are pronouncing things from now. I'm, look, I'm not good at a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but making up pronunciations is mm-hmm. one of them. Mm. It's all about confidence. I like it. All right, along with the practical demonstrations of accessible forms, tab panels, grids, etc., while developing RIAs in Rails. All right, Nitin is from TechVision. Gyani is a uh, Ruby on Rails newbie, apparently. All right, so that's interesting. I know very little about developing accessible apps aside from like what you'd know just by being around the uh, the topic a little bit. How about you? Uh, this actually would be my my contender for this first set um, because my my buddy Austin is uh, he's big in uh, Philadelphia about the Ruby accessibility theme, specifically with Ruby Motion and iOS. Mm. Um, he did a fantastic uh, TEDx talk two weeks ago in Philadelphia um, just about accessibility in general. I think that the cops that were just at your place are at my place now. <laughs> they're, very, they're speeding across the eastern side of the country. Oh, they're time cops. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh-huh. I've got to go. Now, are you sure that uh, his name is pronounced Austin and not Austin? I am uh, 100% sure, Okay, John. See, it's about confidence. <laughs> Good. I actually yeah. I had to look up his last name. It's Austin Seraphin. Um, his talks are great, and we should put them in the show notes because I just I, I think he's done some really cool stuff. All right, we're gonna do that. Okay, so so far we've got hexagonal architecture, neither of which uh, neither of, of uh, us know about, Mm-mm. and then RAs, which we're both interested in. Okay, uh, third is saving the world literally with Ruby on Rails. Oh man, that's a tough oh, title. What a hook. Yeah. Two-thirds of honey beehives have died out in Virginia. Is it possible for us to devise a way of monitoring beehives in remote locations to find the cause? Enter a Raspberry Pi plus Rails. Using a combination of this robust hardware and software solution, we're able to successfully track, monitor, and provide real-time reporting on the well-being of hives from across the country. Find out how uh, we use Ruby, Rails, solar panels, and other libraries to provide insight into this problem. That's a good... You know what? That's a great paragraph intro to this don't you mm-hmm. think yep he it pulled it all together oh it's uh sean do you think it's uh marcia or marcia i think it is mark yeah <laughs> back to confidence all right mm-hmm. uh, well sh- <laughs> uh, sean is a rubyist who works at george mason university so i i like how it's written it, I, I i did not like the title but mm-hmm. I, I thought that the paragraph about it uh, are you averse to to, to literally yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
like saving the world's already a little hyperbolic and then literally is sort of saying it's not hyperbolic which is a little a little, a little off for me it, i would have liked it more if it was saving the world literally comma for real <laughs> yeah because <laughs> right i also no, seriously yeah it could be a whole paragraph of a of a title mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh all right so that that one sounds pretty interesting and, uh, like, not technically super interesting, I don't think, but interesting, like, an interesting story. And it would be a good narrative, I would hope. Yeah, I think so. It'd be, like, more of, that would be more like the, uh, the radio lab of these options so far. Mm-hmm. A little science, a little fun. All right, number four, ultralight and maintainable rails wizards. Uh, Andy, well, it's either Malay? I'm going to say Andy Malay. Uh, wizards have been common in web applications since the dawn of the internet, with the most popular example being the shopping cart, yet many struggle with writing wizard code effectively, resulting in a huge, untraceable rat's nest of copy-paste code. In fact, many implementations violate REST and include fat controllers, as well as overly complicated wizard step management, data, session, and validation code. This talk covers a better way that yields ultralight and maintainable Rails wizards. And Andy works at Big Astronaut. All right. What do you think about that one? It's a good one. I think it's a good so. one. I, it's relatable, um, and and you will eventually run into a wizard, like I said, with a shopping cart. So that's it's a good. Uh, yeah. A good force. All right, put them in order, one through four. All right. Um, I don't know if I can order them. I think I could find like the person they're best suited for. Um, the accessibility would be great for um, anyone who is con- just generally interested in that area, and um, the, saving the world is good for anybody who's. In, in the mood for a story, um, the Rails wizards are, I think, would be more for like a, a front-end person or uh, somebody who's kind of uh, has, to, has to participate in the, the UX more so than the back-end. Mm-hmm. And the domain-driven uh, design and hexagonal architecture with Rails, <laughs> um, I think that would be for anyone who is not interested in any of the other things. Yeah, I agree. So I am going to just say what I would go to. Sure. <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's do that. So I I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's the start of the conference. There's a lot of technical like like deep and nitty-gritty technical talks throughout the conference to go to. So I'm going to like kind of warm things up with the uh the saving the world bees talk. <clears throat> I think that's like a, you know, kind of get me interested in the day. It'd be a fun mm-hmm. way to start things. Hey, I like Rails. It saved the world. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Right, in spite, uh, in spite also, of the title, I, I think I'm going with that. One. <laughs> you just it's you want to just go see someone else named Sean. <laughs> that's that, that's my uh, that's an algorithm to use. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually using that earlier because there's some somebody uh, Eric S in here. Mm. I was enamored with just because of the name. Um, <clears throat> there's also the workshop um, going on. Yeah. So, uh, boy, how do you say that first name? Is it Tuti? Uh, Tute. Tute? Tute Costa. I'm so sorry. Yeah. He, uh, so in this workshop, so now a workshop, just so you know, is uh, the length of two sessions. So starts at 11 and goes till lunch, which is at 1230. And uh, it says, in this workshop, we'll learn how to transform complex, highly coupled code into a simpler, more readable and maintainable shape. We'll target known software anomalies with refactoring patterns following steps with a confined scope, assuring that we'll stay distant from changed everything commits while achieving quick design improvements, da 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 Sounds good. 
uh, it sounds like too much for a workshop for my taste, um, but but good topic. It could be a, a fun, just a fun way to kind of get your gears gears turning while uh, just getting your hands on some code with other people too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So okay, maybe that one for for somebody who's uh, newer and just kind of really wants to get started. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you had like hacked around an app and maybe you were were new to um, refactoring in the way of, uh, you know, using patterns and seeing the, you know, repetition in the kinds of refactors that you do. Maybe that sounds like a good way to, I don't know, wade into that. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, if you are following along at home, or you can follow along at home at uh, railsconf.com slash schedule. That's where we are, we are pulling from, so you can pause it and look at it as you would like. Yeah, yeah. we are still on Tuesday, in case we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've only gotten through one session. Okay. I'm right. going to time, add time. We're just going to pick what we want. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and we're we're going to have fun with this and knock one out based on the title alone. All right. From now on. Sounds and good. you know what? I mean, one line of thinking is that's totally unfair. But hey, like someone that's someone that's preparing for the conference is likely not going to read every single every single uh, description. So mm-hmm. what the heck? All right, so here are four. Remember, we have to knock out one just by the title. Keith and Mario's Guide to Continuous Deployment with Rails by Keith Pitt and Mario Visick. Number two, Modeling on the Right Side of the Brain, Nicholas Henry. Number three, Where Did the OO Go? Views Should Be Objects 2 with Andrew Warner. And number four, Rack Attack. Protect your app with this one weird gem with Aaron Suggs. All right, which one's not getting to the next round here? Well, these are all really good names, especially when you say them out loud. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying them, but I think I'm going to go with um, the where did the OO go? Yeah, me too, it, which is too bad because I'm sort of interested in view objects, but mm-hmm. I, I think it, it did not lose because it was bad, but the others were. Yeah, that, that, that should be said. Good name, yeah. especially when said out loud. Where did the OO go? <laughs> right. All right. I think I'm going to click in and let's read about modeling on the right side of the brain because the other two, I, I, I know what they would be about. Okay. Since your first web application, you've struggled with identifying domain objects. Assigning business rules and services appears to be a talent that only other developers are born with. Fear not. Object modeling is a learnable, teachable skill. This talk demonstrates the five essential skills you need for modeling objects and their responsibilities. Think beyond active record in your database and learn how color and patterns will help you explain maintain and extend your application and nicholas yeah, where does he he's an independent rails developer okay um, and after my own heart right i am i i think it sounds okay a little a little broad for a topic for me i'm going to i'm going to knock that one out too okay. for me any thoughts on it i think i like the idea of a, a taking a creative look at how we structure applications. I think naming is something that I am very mm. I struggle with. I have to name things very appropriately or else I won't be able to get started. And um, if, if this focuses on organization um, with these types of things, that could be very interesting. If not, then still yeah. could be cool. Yeah, I, I think I like the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm going, uh, there are two left, but I, I already know which one I'm going with, which is 
rack attack protect your app with this one weird gem because I've used this before mm-hmm. and I would uh, be interested in more content. So I'm going to read what this is about. It says, mature apps face problems with abusive requests like misbehaving users, malicious hackers, and naive scrapers. Too often they drain developer productivity and happiness. Rack attack is middleware to easily throttle abusive requests. It was built by Kickstarter. Have you used this before? I have not. It's super great. It's just what it sounds like. It's a, a way to kind of intercept malicious, uh, well, intercept a, a, a pattern of requests and knock them down before they hit the uh, app server. Or oh, that's get, great. Yeah, and it's really good, and I'm sure there's much that I don't know about it, and plus I'd like to support Aaron because I think he's done a great job with it, and I kind of feel like going is like a vote of uh, vote of support. Uh, the other one, Keith and Mario's Guide to Continuous Deployment with Rails, Recently, it's become common practice for development teams to deploy their code several times a day, as well as encouraging new developers to deploy on their first day at work. In our talk, Mario and I will discuss how we use continuous deployment to push these practices to the extreme. Automatically deploying the master branch on new changes is an awesome way to improve your development process. Automatically deploying master will fundamentally change how you work. Keith uh, works at pin payments, and Mario uh, works... Um, at Envato, I guess. Hmm. All right, which one are you picking? I am. I'm probably going to go alone with you to Rack Attack because that sounds like the type of gem that could be useful for any kind of uh, public-facing content management system. If you have any any field or anything that can be set up, um, being able to protect that against automation sounds really cool. Really I think helpful. I think it's such a good idea that uh, I don't think it would be off for them for the Rails team to consider including either it or uh, something like it in Rails. I think it's I, super I fundamental. Uh, okay, well, this is a perfect segue to our first sponsor. Tell me about it. Which is the Code Ship. Do you know about the Code Ship? I don't know about the Code Ship. So I knew about the Code Ship before, but I didn't know that it was like a noun, like the code ship. So it's a continuous um, uh, deployment platform. And it's, uh, uh, so I'd recommend everyone go to codeship.io, like it sounds, C-O-D-E-S-H-I-P dot I-O. And uh, right on the website, it says continuous deployment made simple. They've got a uh, one minute, nine second uh, video that gives an overview of what they are. But but it's exactly what what it says in the tin. It's a continuous deployment for a whole bunch of different technologies. Obviously, it supports Ruby on Rails um, on the, the language framework side, in addition to Node.js, Python, Dart, PHP, Java, Scala, some others. Um, on the database side, it supports all of the, you know, all of the, the big ones. And then on the deployment side, it supports um, Heroku, which is what I use mostly, um, as well as a whole bunch of other options. Um, AWS, Nojitsu, Google App Engine, your own servers, um, etc. Have you used a continuous deployment server? I have not. Um, I have done most of that manually, other than with um, uh, triggers and things with, with Beanstalk. Right. So, I mean, I think it's great, and I've done both. I've, uh, for a while, actually did not use uh, continuous integration or continuous deployment server, and then more recently have on maybe half my projects. Mm -hmm. 
And I love it for the, the two main features. One is uh, uh, um, automatically running the, the full suite of tests before a deployment. And then I, I like the, the, the um, automatic deployment after the pass-fail in addition instead of manually pushing code and, and restarting whatever you, uh, whatever you need to do. Um, the code ship, um, and if uh, back to the uh, website, I'd recommend anyone watch the video because the narrator has an outstanding accent. So I'm going to put you on the spot, uh, Eric. Uh, hit play on this video. I'm going to see if you can pick out what accent this is. All right. All right, that's as nope, much as you get. not even close. This I have no idea. You have no idea? No so, idea. Well, I don't know for a fact that that accent is Austrian, but I looked it up, and Codeship is from Austria. Hmm. And, I, you know, you hear a lot of um, British accents in screen, you know, screencasts like that or little uh, advertising videos, and you hear a lot of Australian accents too, mm -hmm. but I think we should hear more uh, Austrian accents. I, I have a lot of Austrian in my in my life right now. I think uh, I'm uh, Thomas uh, Fuchs is. Mm -hmm. I get I'm lucky enough to see him and have like brunch with him every week. I have become numb to the Austrian accent, oh, and he's really? yeah he's become far he's gotten far more uh, Americanized with his accent. So I was listening to uh, an older version of the um, the Ruby on Rails podcast with him on it. I think it was maybe seven years ago, and it is, he, he is still mispronouncing squirrel, and it's just, it's great. I love the accent. So, it's such a good accent. Uh, uh, the Codeship's uh, uh, website is, is very clear um, in, in communicating what they do and, and how they do it and who would be good for it if you develop Ruby on Rail, Rails applications um, and don't uh, use a continuous deployment or continuous integration service right now. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure your life would be better if you did. On the pricing side, you don't need to pay anything to try. Um, so you don't need any special code for me. Uh, you can sign up for the free plan, uh, which uh, is uh, $0, does not require a credit card, allows for one concurrent build, 50 builds a month, uh, five private projects, and as many team members as you want, and then you can either pay 50 bucks or 150 bucks a month for more features if you choose to later. So... Setting it up only takes about three minutes, and that includes you know hooking into to GitHub and uh, um, getting the flow set on your development environment. You can find out more at Codeship.io and read about, uh, more about what they're thinking at blog.codeship.io. And I'd like to thank them for sponsoring the show. All right. Thanks, Codeship. The the it's the code ship actually. The co thank you, the code ship. <laughs> All right. So uh, at this point, we've had lunch on the first day, um, and let's see. We went to see if I even remember what we went to. Saving the world literally with Rails and Rack Attack. Protect Rack with this one weird gem. At least that's what I went to. Yeah, I think I'm going uh, to Wizards and Rack Attack. All right. Cool. All right. Now, in the afternoon, there are two uh, tracks that have a theme through them. One is live coding, uh, and then the second theme is distributed. And then there are two tracks that um, 
uh, do not have a theme, so they'll just be a, a bit of a hodgepodge of topics. And then there's also a workshop called the Ruby Coding Dojo. So let's start there. So the workshop option, Ruby Coding Dojo, is led by uh, Carlos Souza and David Rogers. It says the ultimate goal of the Coding Dojo is to share knowledge and improve the technical and social skills required in software development. This is a hands-on coding dojo using Ruby as the language of choice. Participants will pair with each other uh, trying to solve a simple problem. I like uh, that improving social skills is the goal of this entire afternoon. One of the goals. <laughs> I think mean, yes. That, that's uh, it, it could be a start at least. Yeah, that is that is delightful. <laughs> I, I know it's not like the party. I mean, maybe it's to prep for the party later on that night. I I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. I come up with a list of questions to ask. Yeah, that's right. On a little index card. So mm-hmm. I, I think that sounds that sounds fine. If you were like worn out from the activities earlier, I think on the first day I'd have enough energy that I'm not going to do the dojo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. I think it would be good if you were maybe um, there part-time too, like if you had a little bit of work you needed to do and have maybe get another set of eyes on something. Yeah, I agree. That's a good idea. How do you feel about the live coding track as a concept? I think um, it could be interesting and it could also be awkward. Uh, It's a lot like improv, I think, where it could be really good or it could be really bad. Yeah, I mean... I I don't think it'll be really bad at all. That would be clear. I think I think because of the downside risk, though. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. I think it could be really bad on any one individual session because live coding can go bad just like, you know, you or I sitting at our computer programming for the afternoon. Like, we're going to have a half hour that's not that great during that afternoon, and that's, like, not being watched by mm-hmm. hundreds of people. So, and I don't see that the upside sort of makes up for the downside. So I am disqualifying for me all live coding sessions. I am uh, completely on board with you. Okay. And and then there were three (laughs) options. So, okay, here they are. Uh, In the uh, uh, unthemed track number one, lightning fast deployment of your Rails-backed JavaScript app with Luke Malia. Uh, In the distributed track, there's distributed request tracing with Kenny Hawksworth and... Uh, in the uh, other unthemed track, there's make make an event of it, exclamation point, with... I should just read it like that, shouldn't I? All right, you're good at this. Try that. Uh, make an event of it? <laughs> That's a question mark. <laughs> okay. right. I, I'm great with, uh, with, with pronunciation of words, but whenever it comes... I, I can't read... Punctuation. I have punctuation blindness. Oh, that's funny. Everything right. looks like a question mark. All right, make an event of it. There we go. There's my yeah. there's my attempt. All right, so <laughs> we've got to, we've got we've got to knock one out based on the title. Which one are you knocking out? I'm knocking out the lightning fast. The deployment of your Rails based JavaScript app. Is it the JavaScript app that got you? Uh, it was. Yeah. Okay. I also would knock that one out. For the same reason. All right, so that leaves distributed request tracing and and make an event of it. <laughs> bang! Make an event of it. Bang! All right, let's let's read this. <laughs> so, distributed request tracing with Kenny Hawksworth. Twilio's distributed architecture makes manually tracking down a communication bottleneck or failure almost impossible. 
By utilizing a distributed tracing system, Twilio can follow any request through each service layer and each host. In this talk, we will demonstrate how a Rails application can gain the same insights by instrumenting a multi-tier application and investigate tracing integration into a larger distributed ecosystem. And Kenny, of course, works at Twilio. Have you ever used Twilio? I have, if I'm remembering what Twilio is correctly. Twilio's like, Twilio is yeah. like make and receive phone calls and text yep. messages on the internet. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Indie Hall, um, the Indie Hall like login system mm-hmm. uh, to to get into the door is based off of Twilio. So oh, that's cool. Really cool. I, I I like the way they figured that out. But um, Twilio, that that kind of uh, distributed large scale thing. I I don't know if I'll. Um, it, it's hard to imagine being at. With an app, it is just huge enough that I won't be able to track a request all the way back through. Yeah, you know, I would like to, but it's it it's something I can't ad- identify with right now. Well, let's hope make an event of it. Bang is good then. Hmm. So that does leave make an event of it. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. It only took us seven tries on that title to get it right. <laughs> all right, our, this is again Jason Clark. Are your controllers jumbled with seemingly unrelated steps? Does testing any bit Oh boy, he's talking to you. Does testing any bit of application logic require fixtures and setup helpers a mile long? Evented patterns create a vocabulary of what happens in your system and a way to separate code triggering events from code that responds to them. That helps tame the sprawl by setting clean boundaries, simplifying tests, and keeping your dependencies isolated. This talk reveals the power of events and what's already in Rails to help you. That's compelling. Sounds That's good. Compelling. Not the testing stuff, but just the power of events and what's already there to help you. I think it's good. Like that. Uh, do you think this will be around event event machine? Um, I don't think so. No, I think it's going to be about extracting into uh, like classes the, the the objects that that do the work on an event and then you can test those in isolation of like the firing of the event gotcha. I, I think gotcha. but I uh, I don't know that uh, Jason works at new relic which is uh, on the Ruby agent which is kind of interesting too um, I think um, well, we should start factoring in uh, like, fa- when, when you're making these decisions factor in where these people are from too if the um, if the company that they work at is is interesting to you, that could be a deal breaker as well. You might get some insight into how they work. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is like the opposite of the blind selection process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the not blind in any way, embracing yep. what we can see selection process. Yes, this is uh, spreading out everything we could possibly need to know. Right. Okay. So I say make an, an uh, uh, make an event of it. No, you don't. You say make an event of it. <laughs> I think that that should be the the salutation when everyone walks into the room. <laughs> or whenever somebody sneezes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, that's good. Okay, so uh, uh, at this point, it's 2.30. People are starting to get tired but haven't yet hit the wall. Uh, here are our three options. Too big to fail. Rack AMQP. Ditch HTTP inside SOA. Bang. And real-time Rails with sync. <laughs> which which one are I, you? I, 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 I just heard you start to get regret. Or I heard you regret getting towards that bang at the end. Oh, no. There was no regret. You're just not going to say that out loud in the I, same way. I think that I regretted the AMQP, HTTP, and SOA in the same title, though. Mm-hmm. 
you can't you can't make an event out of it out of that <laughs> no no i mean yeah the the uh the exclamation point worked better in like a normal sentence i think mm-hmm. all right so which one is getting knocked out just because of the title mm, uh rack yeah the, I mean, the rack amqp uh b- because of all the the uh, acronyms mm-hmm. yeah me too all right, let's read about the other ones. All right, too big to fail with Chris Maddox. It's 5 a.m. and a multi-million dollar process fails halfway through. Hours of nightmarish manual brain surgery later, enough <laughs> is enough. What happens when background jobs grow as bloated as the monorail TM that begot them? Rather than reach for the latest fad off of Hacker News, we'll use Ruby and Rails to automate error recovery, concurrent processing, and catch corrupt data before it brings everything down. Chris uh, works at Zen Payroll. All right. And the other one, real-time rails with sync uh, with Mike Moore. Cutting-edge web interfaces surprise and delight users with their interactivity. Can we somehow enable this next-generation user experience with our current Rails templates and not rewriting our presentation layer in JavaScript? Sync enables your Rails partials to update on the client in real time. It can match the user experience of JavaScript MVC frameworks. This session will explain how Sync works and how to integrate Sync in an existing application. Prepare to have your mind blown. Well, that's an easy one for me. Which are you picking? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going with the real time rails with sync. Absolutely, that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite of all of the topics so far in terms of content. You I know, think it, yeah, it's just, it's really neat. Um, the this was a project that I worked on last year, and uh, real time on rails is entirely possible and very cool when you can pull it off. And I would l- Mike Moore is a great talker too. I, Speaker, I believe <laughs> <laughs> he's not as good as I am. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I kind of hoped you had done that on purpose. I, nope. <laughs> I have not spoken to a human being all day, so we are, you're, you're getting the warm-up period here, too. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, so real-time rails with sync. We're both picking that. That sounds like a great one. Hmm. All right, it's now 3.20 on Tuesday. I'm getting tired. I, I am also getting tired. And you know what? What happens at the end of the day and you're tired is you just start to pick without as much diligence. So we're going to do that. We're going <laughs> to pick this one all off the title. All right. Because I think all 320 sessions, uh, that's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, number one, advanced Errol when active record just isn't enough with Cameron Dutro. Uh, in the distributed track supercharge your workers with storm uh, and that's presented by carl is it lurch do you know lurch lurch or lurche <laughs> right and then uh the fourth track is looking backwards 10 years on rails with luke frankel all right remember in the last track of the day we can only pick on name what you picking oh man because we have another option in there and that one is far more compelling what's uh, that that mute, uh, mutation testing with mutant, because I just think it's uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles. Right. But uh, act- uh, advanced Errol, that's where I'm going because it may uh, Cameron may end up being Cameron Diaz. <laughs> right. Um, I am also going that one. I think that that that's got the most pla- practical usefulness for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I would 
wait to decide at that point because if I'm if I'm getting tired and cranky, I would probably want more of a retrospective. Um, if I want if I'm alert and still excited, I would jump into the um, Errol. Yeah, I hear you. It's so maybe a game time decision then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's recap. Uh, we were we going to the opening keynote with DHH? I don't think so. Okay. So we'll stroll in at about 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well rested. <laughs> very well rested. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to the Wizards talk. I'm going yeah. to the B talk. Then we're going to join up, go to Rack Attack. Then lunch. Oh, and then what, Eric? Uh, we're going to lunch. I'm going to go to the uh, distributed request tracing, actually. No, no, no. You, you totally blew it. Oh. Oh. I'm going to make an event of it. <laughs> there we go. We're going to make an event of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to do real-time rails with sync, and then game time decision between Errol and the retrospective, and then it's time to go to the party. Let's do it. All right. After, after uh, another nap. <laughs> right. All right. Now we're at Wednesday. Wednesday's keynote is with uh, Yehuda Katz. It's interesting. I've seen a keynote by him before. He's a... Uh, very interesting, smart guy. So I'm going to that. Are you mm-hmm. gonna Are you gonna crawl out of bed in time? I don't know. I think I'm gonna sleep in. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the morning on Wednesday, we've got. Uh, let's see. We've got one workshop, four tracks, three of them with t- uh, themes. Uh, let's hit the workshop first. Teamwork ain't always easy with Michael Doc Norton. Um, given our poor time management skills, we do not have time to read all about this. But I don't think I would go to it. Um, I think this is good. It could be interesting, yeah. If you're if you're a uh, freelancer who may be trying to work on a team or uh, who d- hasn't had the opportunity to work with teams before, that could be fun. I think so. Or maybe a new team lead would mm-hmm. be good for that. That's also good. Yeah. Um, I have also met uh, Doc before. He uh, lives here in Chicago, I think, because he's been at the uh, uh, the uh, Code and Coffee on Tuesdays, um, which there may be one of those actually during RailsConf. I'm not sure, but. Um, and he's a very nice guy, so I'm sure it'll be a, uh, a good time, but that is not my pick. Um, the three themed tracks are Big Rails, Novice, and Sponsored Sessions. Um, I Interestingly, the sponsored... So, okay, here's, here's what I think we should do for the morning. We can only pick one track. In other words, okay. we're either picking Big Rails, we're picking Novice, we're picking the the uh, unthemed track or the sponsored sessions. Hmm. <clears throat> um, because I just invented that they're in a room and you can't go between the you rooms. You can't leave. There's, there's a force field. Yeah. I don't think that's true for those of you that are attending, but those, uh, that's true for, for those of us that are recording a podcast about these that has time limitations. So, <laughs> all right. Big Rails is uh, the, the first um, presentation is Biggish Data with Rails and Postgres. The second is Middleman, the missing front end of the Rails API stack. The first one was uh, Starhorn. The second is Brad Gessler. Sounds interesting to me. Um, next is Novice. Deploying Rails is easier than it looks with Ben Dixon and reading good code with Saren Yitbarek. <laughs> reading code good. <laughs> That's the name of the... Uh, the don't, ru- don't ruin my joke. Oh. No, it's reading code good. That's the name of it. Uh, it's not reading good code. No, it's reading code good. Oh, okay. I think. 
Hold on, let me let me look this up because I I could be reading this wrong and maybe having a stroke right now. No, it's it is reading code good. Reading code good. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. It's so it should be reading code well. Right. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I think, I think it's funny. I'm giving Sarah uh, Saren the uh, benefit of the doubt. I'm right. saying it's reading code good. Reading code good. All right. In the unthemed uh, track, it's trick uh, tricks that Rails didn't tell you about with with Carlos Antonio da Silva, and then what the cash with Simon Kroger, and then the sponsored sessions, which you wouldn't think would be that interesting based on them being sponsored sessions, um, sound interesting to me. So. Mm-hmm. How to Build a Smart Profiler for Rails with Tom Dale and Yehuda Katz, and then Heroku 2014, A Year in Review with Terrence Lee and Richard Schneeman. Fascinating they're doing their year in review in April. That's the earliest I've ever seen a year in review happen. Hmm. Um, it must be, must be anticipatory. <laughs> 2014 was a good year. A year in preview. Maybe, yes. that's what, maybe there's just a missing P. Maybe. Well, I uh, I am surprised, but if I had to pick between... So it would be between Big Rails and Sponsored Sessions for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with Sponsored Sessions because of the presenters are, are outstanding in both sessions. What about you? I, um, I think I would actually hop out and do the... I'm interested in the tricks that Rails didn't tell you. Um, and I, reading code good makes me, uh, makes me laugh, so I'd go see that. <laughs> yeah. I broke the rules. I'm sorry. You you are you are jumping between tracks. I am. You are ignoring the force field. I'm I'm off the rails. Yeah, I think there are lots of good um, sessions in the morning on Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a, a hard decision. Yeah, I would go. I think you'd almost flip a coin. Mm-hmm. All right, lunch. Uh, are you picking a chicken steak or a Fisher veggie platter at lunch? I on- brought my own. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hamburger lunch. helper. I like the bag lunch option. <laughs> it's a paper bag filled with hamburger helper. I didn't even realize that was a, a possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, now we're in the afternoon. So the lunch break goes all the way to 2.10. So, all right. Uh, oh, interesting. So the Big Rails theme extends into the afternoon. So in that theme, like- there is there are, holy cow. Actually, They're, it looks like they extend all day. All day, yeah. Oh, I can't be in this room all day. Yeah, it's a it, it's a flaw in my original thinking. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom a bit. <laughs> Pretty clearly. I can't believe that this whole thing goes to 6 p.m. Oh, man. That's late. I feel bad for anyone that got stuck with the 520 to 6 p.m. slot because that's, mm-hmm. that's tough. All right, so let's now we really need to go lightning round. So uh, in the Big Rails theme, there is refactoring towards component-based Rails architectures with Stefan uh, Hageman. And then Rails as an SOA client with Pete Hodgson. Was it Hodgson? Yeah, Hodgson. Uh, in the novice track, there's Ruby on Rails hacking guide with Akira Matsuda, and web applications with Ruby not Rails uh, with David Padilla. Um, there's a let's see, there's a new uh, theme for the afternoon called Growing Talent that has a couple sessions in this. Uh, span artisans and apprentices with Coraline MK or MK and then uh, building kick-ass internal education programs for large and small budgets with Chuck Lauer Vos and then back in the sponsored sessions there's engine yards new and improved cloud 
platform with Edward Chu and panel discussion, the future of Rails jobs with Obi Fernandez and his panel. And then there was a uh, there was a workshop called All Aboard the Elixir Express. So I am continuing with with my requirement that you got to stick with uh, stick with one track. You can break the rules if you'd like. Okay. It's it, I, I am not. Uh, I I can no longer offer support if you break those rules. All right. Uh, I'm voiding the warranty on this. <laughs> what, what are you picking? Um, I think I think I like uh, Engine Yard first. Engine Yard's new and improved cloud platform. I like to hear about um, the details that they could provide. Mm. I just think that'd be fun. No, scratching that. Artisans and apprentices. That's what I want to do. I think that's very interesting. And then um, I would watch the panel. Hmm. You, do you like panel formats in general? I actually uh, abhor panel for- formats, <laughs> but uh, I have confidence that it could be that it could be good because it's it's uh, talk about Rails jobs, and um, I'm I'm interested to hear what other people would have to say. Oh, that's funny. So it, are they talking about like Rails jobs you get paid for, or mm-hmm. Rails jobs like like sidekick jobs? I think it's uh, Rails jobs you get paid for. Let's find out. That's funny. I, it did not even occur to me that that's what it meant. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's employment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, that is fascinating to me. I think it's a really cool idea. I totally lucked out, and I am sticking with the sponsored sessions, which <laughs> continues to amaze me because those are the two I would have picked. Awesome. Maybe I would have gone the refactoring towards component-based Rails architectures. I kind of like most of the topics in the big Rails theme too. They're they're very compelling. But the uh, the presenters and the sponsored sessions are all really good, mm-hmm. so which is why I'm going there. And the not it, it's hard. This is a very difficult thing that we're doing. We have to we have to make these decisions because the novice track seems it it would be fun to be in the novice track too. It kind of one of my pet peeves is when when people are talking about novices learning Rails, they they talk about not using Rails. <laughs> it's like a thing, and I don't know why. Is that, that's is that a thing. novice really? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna pull out the thing that we're relying on. I don't really get that. Yeah. So. Nope. Uh, but the the it, it's entirely an option. Now, how, how do you feel about uh, the the conference continuing past four thirty all the way to six? Good, um, good move or bad move? I'm I'm gonna be in bed by three forty five. I sleep a lot. I sleep. A I lot. think you know. Hey, that this podcast is about being honest with ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to these last two sessions. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like I, I know, I, I like the best intentions. Like this is a four day thing. The likelihood I'm lasting in you know all the way to six o'clock on day two when uh, it's been a full day and I got emails to return, etc., is low. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to stick it out actually. Now, just just because you are not going to be. Like a tag team, like WWE kind of deal. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go and have fun. You're gonna represent the podcast. I will stick around and watch uh, service oriented authentication and um, teaching the next great developers. Hmm. Oh, another panel. I, you're like a glutton for punishment. I am. I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I, I like both of those topics a lot. Now, interestingly, I like a lot of the people that are presenting here. So, Noel, who's leading the panel, is a, a Chicago guy, actually, and uh, uh, has written a few books that are popular and is a super nice guy. And Greg, um, who is doing Hello Web RTC, um, 
is also a Chicago guy that I don't know in real life, but uh, know him on the internet a little bit. And uh, he's super interesting and works at Twilio now, and I bet that's pretty good too. Very cool. But again, you can't I'm, go wrong. You can't go wrong. I don't think I'll end up going to any mm-hmm. of them though. All right. I feel bad about that. What are you What are you going to do instead? You know, I think. I think I've got to like just catch up with a few business things because I'm going to want to go to the parties later on that night and socialize, and I'll have like a full day's worth of stuff stacked up because I don't like. I think it's rude to work during people's sessions or you know answer email or whatever. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna clean up some some responsibilities during that time. Great. Uh, I think it's uh, time for our second sponsor. I'd love to hear about them. Our second sponsor today is Lynda.com. Lynda.com offers thousands of video courses in software, creative, and business skills. It's everything from web development and user experience to photography and video editing. There are over 2,400 courses taught by industry experts. Lynda.com works with software companies to provide you with updated training the same day. That's right, the same day new versions hit the market, so you're always up to speed. They've got courses for all experience levels, whether you're a beginner, somewhere in the middle, or advanced. Uh, Lynda.com's price is one low monthly fee of $25, and that gets you unlimited access to the entire Lynda.com library. We've got a few course recommendations for listeners to the Ruby on Rails podcast. First, there's Ruby on Rails 4 Essential Training. It's not just one video, it's a whole series of of uh, 12 or so sets of videos, or maybe 18 sets of videos related to Ruby on Rails 4. It's really good. There's PHP with MySQL Essential Training, JavaScript Essential Training, Git Essential Training, and HTML Essential Training. So you can improve your skills, learn new software, or just keep up with new technology. The instructors on lynda.com are accomplished professionals at the top of their fields, and they're passionate about teaching. All the courses are produced at the highest quality, not like the homemade videos that you may see on YouTube. You can watch from your computer, tablet, or mobile device. The courses are broken into bite-sized pieces, so whether you have 15 minutes or a whole day, you can learn at your own pace and on your own terms. You can download project files with the premium plan and practice along with the instructor. Courses are structured so you can learn from start to finish or just jump on in to find a quick answer. I've worked out a deal with lynda.com to provide you with a special offer to access the entire library, every single video, for free for seven days. To get that deal, go to lynda.com slash rubyonrails to start that seven-day free trial. That's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash rubyonrails. Thanks to lynda.com. Let's get back to work. Let's get back to work. All right. Uh, first tract, we've got uh, Baratunde. Uh, is the the keynote? Or that was the first thing. Uh, Bertunde uh, Thurston mm-hmm. is doing the keynote. Um, Bertunde worked at the Onion. Very funny guy. I am still not going to go to that keynote just because I'm going to be sleepy. Now you went. You went to the. You went to. You haven't gone to any of the keynotes. I haven't gone to any of these. I'm. I'm actually going to go to every single one of these keynotes. But I was just trying to keep it up. Now you could watch the keynote from your phone in your in in bed or whatever. Oh. Hmm. That's a possibility. Like, really is. That is a that is a thing that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Baratunde, he's going to be a great talker. Here, speaker again. <laughs> Not talker. That's a talker <laughs> trademark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is tough. This uh, next bit is tough. I hear you. Okay. So here are the themes: crafting code, 
Then there's a unthemed one, uh, a learning from designers, the beginning of one in a little bit, uh, another sponsored sessions, and then a workshop, Machine Learning for Fun and Profit with John Paul Ashenfelter. And that workshop, uh, I thought it went the rest of the day, but I'm wrong. I am wrong. It goes, it's just the morning, just the yeah. morning workshop. Uh, all right, so let's uh, we gotta we gotta hop to it and pick here. All so right. uh, or else we're gonna uh, we're gonna miss we're gonna miss even more if we don't do that. <laughs> yes, because we'll be finishing this podcast. Um, uh, the front end fun not frustration seems like it could be very good, and Roy is uh, excellent at speaking. Sandy Metz though uh, would get my vote for the first one. All the little things. Well, you mentioned her book uh, last time we talked about how I how did. much of a difference it made to you. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be a lot of fun to just uh, hear her speak. Yeah, I uh, I think so too. You know, the other two are designing the APIs for an internal set of services and service extraction at group on scale. I'm well, going. Those, yeah, it's tough. I'm going all the little things though okay. with Sandy Metz. All right, and so are you going to uh, then stay in that room? Uh, I, that restriction I've, I've lifted. I actually. Looking back on Wednesday, now that it's Thursday morning, I've decided that that restriction was uh, oppressive and mm-hmm. really unfair. Mm-hmm. I've I've opened opened uh, options up for myself now. Welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> right, you've won me over <laughs> with your uh, approach. All right, so twelve to twelve forty. Uh, culture of continuous delivery with Lena S N and Vadi Bala. Build the API first with Rosie Hoyam and Sonia Hall. Elements of Design, a Developer's Primer with Jen Schneer, and Living Social Lightning Talks. Uh, I like that there's the session of uh, the uh, like uh, coupon sites. <laughs> <laughs> if you stay in Michigan AB. The coupon session. Uh, I'll give you elements t- of Design. I'll give you a two-for-one deal on yes. coupon. Uh, we got to get everybody in here, though. Uh, we're not going to do this session unless we have 50 people. So. <laughs> That's right. All right, so which one are you picking? Uh, elements of design, a, des- a developer's primer. I think so too, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know that I would have expected that I'd pick that one, but uh, I think that Jen uh, Shear—I think I called her Jen Schneer before—but Jen <laughs> Shear, uh, I think that uh, she'd be good. I'm interested in the topic. I'm picking that one. All right, uh, lunch break till two ten. Um, are you? Do you have leftovers from yesterday's bag lunch, or do you? I—they're uh, I, not leftovers. I've made more. You've made a new bag lunch. Mm-hmm. Now, is I've that eaten be- an entire thing of hamburger helper in in the past twenty four hours? Heated up or not heated up? Um, not heated up. With the hamburger or just the helper? Uh, well, with the hamburger. Yeah. With double hamburger. Okay. Yeah. Double hamburger. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is this two pounds of hamburger helper it, mm-hmm. it is the only way to do hamburger helper. All right. All right, so we're we're in the afternoon now. Uh, Two ten, uh, session one. I've pair programmed for twenty seven thousand hours. Ask me anything with Joe Moore. Number two, uh, debugger driven development with Pry with Joel Turnbull, and that's part of the testing uh, track. Sketch noting, creative notes for technical content with Jessica Eldridge, and using software analytics to help make better business decisions with Shiv Kumar and Vince. Foley. We've got a new uh, workshop option, which is Applications First, Frameworks Second, Better Systems Through Design with Adam Hawkins. What you picking? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the, the 
pry session seems good. The testing track seems good. Um, but that applications first could be a fun workshop to be in. So I'm I'm going to go with debugger-driven development with pry. Yeah. You know, that, remi- that reminds me, if, if since we're talking about testing again, do you have any ideas for a good testing book that someone may be interested in pre-ordering? You know, it's, it's strange that you mention it because I was editing a testing book uh, that's going to cease being available for pre-order this week. Son of a gun. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so strange that you mention that. Um, my book, What Do I Test? See, I mixed it up again. <laughs> Uh, my book, uh, I, I'm really excited because since we last talked, I finished up the draft, and I'm going to start, um, I'm going to launch the beta very, very soon, like within the next week. So you can pre-order it at whatdoitest.com slash pre-order and that's get early access whenever or before it goes on sale. Well, that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm just completely, my brain is melted from reading all of my stupid words from before. Mm. Stupid words, bad jokes, so... Uh, now, clean it all up, though. Don't worry. It's going to be great. D- d- is, is Worder the equivalent of Talker, do you think? Mm-hmm. No, that's... Uh, I am... Yeah, I'm a Worder. You're I, a word, I Word at the computer um, <laughs> with my uh, finger. Mm-hmm. I, I lost it there. <laughs> um, yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're, well, you're more of a Worder than a Talker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go debugger-driven development with Pry. I'd say I've pair-programmed with for 27,000 hours, ask me anything. Maybe that one, because I just can't imagine pair programming for 27,000 hours, and, you know, maybe that'd be funny or interesting. That, that sounds like a movie where, where somebody is trapped between uh, two rocks and has to pair program for 27,000 hours. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, like, pretty nonviolent in every way, and that just sounds a little violent to me, <laughs> pair programming mm-hmm. for 27,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Just does not seem like something I'm interested in. All right. So uh, next is writing small code. <laughs> that reminds me of the of that other title. What reading code good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> writing small code, effectively testing services, how they work together, or how they work better together, lean UX, agile development in user-centered design, and get your hands on, or get more hands on your keyboard with Manic uh, Januja. Boy, I don't know what writing small code means. Oh, okay, just small classes and small classes, small methods. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is tough. I'm gonna go with the design one. I think. Yeah, agile development and user-centered design just that appeals to me. Uh, testing services sounds delightful. Um, if you're if you're interested in in taking a more service oriented design, yeah, I think I'm going that one. I'm going effectively testing services. I think that the lean UX agile it's a little too buzzwordy for me. I think I'm going to go with you too. Yeah, so join me in the testing track. Test, yeah. testing author. Yeah, we're yeah. I think I was trying to position myself as like I don't need that, but I would love to just go through and be learn all of the things that I don't know. Right. So. All right. Well, thankfully for everyone, uh, Thursday does not extend until six thirty. <laughs> it just it just goes till four thirty, and then there's a happy hour sponsored by Desk.com. Oh wait, no, there are lightning talks from five thirty to seven thirty. Interesting. So there are there's happy hour first, and then lightning talks second in a different room. That's so it. that seems like you get you get nice and 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 
uh, lubricated in the happy hour, and then volunteer lightning talk. That'd be and fun you, if if it was just uh, it was like open mic lightning talks, right? Like a, like a bar camp type, <laughs> right? Thing. All right, so we got one more to pick. Software development lessons from the Apollo program with Julian Simeone. Illuminating inconsistent test failures with Austin Putman. Discovering user interactions with Cameron Daigle. And double software development productivity with Jonathan Kressner. Uh, this one's easy for me. Hmm. I'm going the Apollo I'm, program. Yeah, the Apollo program just sounds like a really nice way to end it. Um, I, th- I think they just open sourced all the code from the Apollo program, didn't they? I am. I cannot confirm that, but yes, I, th- <laughs> I think they did. So, <laughs> there are four hundred engineers writing code for the Apollo program. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, the computer flew before C had been created. I'm going to that all day long. Is all the- day long. You're just going to be waiting there. Yeah. It. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit through, literally, <laughs> twenty-seven thousand hours. Yeah. Of uh, well, the At, story of twenty-seven thousand hours of pair programming. Just so I can go to to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one note: the the discovering user interactions. I think that that could be very helpful for the testing track. Um, user interactions and just understanding how people interact with your application can help you find things that you'd never never think of. Yeah. So. Well, on that, I think I think it's pretty remarkable how good all of the options are. I mean, I, in just about all of the sessions, there was a pretty clear number one for me, but I think there was only about one per that I it just wasn't for me at all. Mm-hmm. Pretty good so far. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a hard hard decision every time. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is now Friday morning. They made a smart choice and did not have a keynote on Friday morning because I'm thinking the rest of the conference may go your way by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be there till 10 a.m. The workshop is Taming Chaotic Specs, R-Spec Design Patterns with Adam Cuppy. And then there are only three tracks to pick from, also seems smart. Uh, an ode to 17 databases in 33 minutes with Toby. <laughs> that's a, that's that's good. Uh, Toby, I'm not sure how you say that, Hedy or Heed. Uh, next, the, the Power of M with Charles Lowell, and this is in the Beyond ERB uh, theme track. And then Play Nicely, Don't Forget Your People with Emily Dobervich. Uh, I don't know what the Power of M means, do you? I think it's a, a focus on... Oh, it's in the models. model. Yeah, like M as in MVC. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's what that one is. Um, well, that's an interesting one, right? So, I mean, either... Uh, I'm going to know to 17 databases in 33 minutes. It sounds uh, It sounds like it, it could be a lot of fun. I, I mean, it's by this guy Toby. He, uh, he says he's a mild-mannered Rails developer. Uh, he really likes databases. And he's attempting to be funny in this. I'm I'm going to that one. Yeah, gonna be uh, gonna be some animated gifs. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, with that as well. How do you feel about the animated gifs? I uh, I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, I spent the morning actually uh, procrastinating from editing and looking up gifs of people falling downstairs. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. And that's a thing. That was the thing. Yeah, there there are, there are enough videos of people falling downstairs, mostly infomercials. Of, uh, like, oh no, this is such a slippery stair. Yeah. 
That's good. Do they usually go like head first or feet first? They yeah, they usually go head first. But uh, the, the the one that just really sealed the deal for me this morning was just she just sat down like it was a cut between her slipping and her just sitting down. Now, when you fell down the stairs, did you go head first or feet first? Uh, feet first. Feet first. That's why I, I think, slid right down. I think it's interesting that the gifts would tend to be head first when every time I've slipped on the stairs, it's been feet first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's way more of a slide than it is like it, it's. If it wasn't so terrifying and painful, it would be fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, second session here is uh, Secrets of a World Memory Champion with Chris Hunt. Uh, that's uh, okay. In Beyond ERB, there's Bring Fun Back to JavaScript, Step-by-Step Refactoring Toward Ember with Brandon Hayes. And then in the Play Nicely track, How to Be a Boss Without the B.S. with Jesse Link. Hmm. I, gotta, I gotta tell you something. In the, in the spirit of being honest and being fair, I actually think I would end up networking Friday morning. <laughs> having, having some breakfast with people. It's, or it's, the taming yeah. uh, chaotic specs. That could be fun too, but that is two hours and 20 minutes of somebody else's design patterns so yeah yeah it's a there's a possibility i'm not going to friday so far none of none of the second track are really talking to me Mm -hmm. i mean secrets of a world memory champion i mean it's only a 40 minute session that could be kind of fun and i'm sort of interested in ember but i don't know all right let's let's the rail script of javascript won't be a framework i agree and i think that the title is enough (laughs) Okay. This is uh yeah, this is the second option at 11:40. The Rails of JavaScript won't be a framework with Justin Searles. Here's his com- uh, competition. Class reloading in Ruby on Rails, the whole story with Javier Noria, and then building an open source centric company and why you want to with Leah Silber, and she's from uh Tilda, the people that built Ember and Skylight. Hmm. Um I, this one's easy for me, actually. I'm going to class reloading in Ruby on Rails the whole story because I have shaved some yaks in that area. I feel like I've got a good idea of how it works now, but I'd, I'd like the whole story. I agree completely. I think that that could be uh, a lot of fun and clarify things that I just didn't even think of. So Yeah. All right, so to recap Friday morning, I think I'm going to go to the Ode to 17 databases in 33 minutes. It sounds like a... It sounds fun. It, it, uh, it could... Like like anything that's fun, it it could it could go off the rails, uh, so to speak. But I'm going to that one. Okay. Uh, I I may go to the power of M, and that one, or I think, uh, you know what, I'm going. I'm just gonna stick with you. Yeah. Or meet up with people. Yeah, it depends on how how good or bad or both Thursday night was. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we uh, we're in the afternoon now, so. I'm not sure what what percentage of the conference will still be there by 1:30 on Friday. Do you think? Well, uh, I, we're the closer, the the closing keynote is the one thing that I have been looking forward to. So I think uh, I would be sticking around. Oh yeah, it's Aaron Patterson at 4:20 mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Interesting mm-hmm. pick. Do you, now, do you think that they shuffled it to the afternoon to try to keep people around for Friday afternoon? I absolutely do. Seems smart. Mm-hmm. Um. 
All right. So at one thirty, we've got Tales from the Crypt with Aaron Bedra, Justin Collins, and Matt Conda. Now, is that the first three-person talk we've seen so far? Uh, talk, yes. Yeah, yes. we've seen panels. Mm-hmm. When does it go from a, a talk to a panel? Um, that's a good. That's a good question. I think that a a panel needs to have no plan, and uh, a talk usually has a rehearse. Uh, some type of rehearsed and <laughs> structure. Right. So. All right. So those guys are three Rails security specialists um, talking about uh, risks. An iterative approach to service-oriented architecture with Eric Saxby is the next one. And then uh, last is unreasonable estimates and improbable goals with Adam Sanderson. Oh, and there's a different workshop in the afternoon, Friday, test drive a browser game with JavaScript. Hmm. Right, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to have to reserve judgment on these until I see the, uh, the rest, because test drive a browser game with JavaScript, that sounds like it could be interesting to me. Yeah, it, uh, it does, and it seems like there's a lot of time blocked out for you where you can just jump in and play. So it seems like that's something that's just going to be going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, let's... Am I re- deep, would, would you say that? Just based off of what the like test drive a browser game with JavaScript, I don't know if that is a uh, an almost a, a, a three hour thing. Yeah, I I'm reading it right now, so I, I don't know too much about Jasmine. A little bit, Lineman, Rails. Uh, I don't know Angular. It says they don't define the workshop. I'm I'm thinking this could be interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It could not be, too. But I think Zach Briggs is... Uh, I know of him, and he seems interesting. I don't know Todd Kaufman, the second guy. Um, well, let's let's hear what the other options are. So at 2.20 okay. to 3, there's a talk by Ernie Miller, Curmudgeon, an opinionated look at an opinionated framework. Uh, second is improve performance, quick and cheap, optimize memory, and upgrade to Ruby 2.1 with Alexander Dymo. And then third, branding for open source success with Bree Thomas. So and the only one of those that I think I am interested in on Friday afternoon is the improved performance quick and cheap with the memory optimization, although I, I've done a good bit of that now, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about you? Yeah, I think, I think now if we are in the test, uh, the, the browser game, I think we would still be in the browser game. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these are pulling me out of that. No. All right, let's go to the last. So 310 to 350. First option, you'll never believe which web framework powers Upworthy with Luigi uh, Montanez and Ryan Rossella. Do you know much about Upworthy? I do not. Neither do I. It's like a thing, too. Hmm. It's the thing that like it generates uh, viral stories. And so it is It is that um, like you click here to find out her... Uh, her secret, that type of thing. Yeah, it's. Like you'll you'll never believe. Yeah, I think uh, so. Like I, I don't know. I know it's like I, I. So I've gone to check it out just because I. It's like a top forty site in the U.S. and it's the thing that creates all the stories that people share on Facebook. I think. But I, I've already <laughs> been I've already been wrong and like everything I've said. So I'm going to quit there. But oh, this is great. Oh my, I I have never seen this collection of so many headlines just worded this exact same way. I never thought a slice of pie would make me so angry. Yeah. Well, apparently it's like a, there's a formula. Well, 
Not that this is a big shock, but there's a formula to it. So that that could be, who knows, that could be entertaining given the, the uh, underlying topic. Next is cognitive shortcuts, models, visualizations, metaphors, and other lies with Sam Livingston Gray. And last is you are not an imposter with Nicholas Means. All right, so I'm going to the test drive a browser game with JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am. I am as well. Uh, I may pop out and uh, again try and mingle with some people. I feel like this is this is the day that I would get social and or apologize from all the the mistakes that I made the past two nights. Yeah, I agree. So Friday, Friday could be in and out. Depends on what, what else has been going on yeah. the whole week. And then, uh, let's see, 420 to 520s. Wow, so a full hour keynote with Aaron Patterson to wrap it all up. And you're, you said you're going to that. I'm definitely going to that. Because that, that is a big deal. He's going to be uh, revealing adequate, rec- adequate record. Is that, a, is, is that definitely true? Mm-hmm. He's been, uh, I believe so. I mean, I, I can't confirm or deny it. I may have been snooping in his computer <laughs> in his apartment a right. little bit. Um, but no, he's been, he's been tweeting about the presentation that he's going to be uh, showing off. And I assume that's, uh, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Which sounds really interesting. I mean, do you know if his, is the, is the idea that adequate record would be included in rails or would it be kind of used if it was possible to be used? Do you know what the deal is there? Or do we, I, have, to, we have to go to the keynote to find out? Yeah, I, I think the the goal is for it to be merged into Rails. Um, but I also think that that is to be determined. Yeah. Uh, because it, seemed, it seems like there's a lot that he... I, I don't know my, like what kind of wizard work he had to do to, to get those kinds of improvements, but um, I'm sure we'll find out. All right. So I'm so excited. I agree. So given that, because if, if it was just a... If, if if his keynote wasn't directed at a topic, I'm not positive of if I would have ended up staying around given how, you know, it was four days long. But I think I would rather rest up the rest of Friday, be social, get some work done, and then make sure I saw that. Mm-hmm. If, if, like, I had to make this choice, then the reverse. Yeah, I think I think Friday is is the day that you make those decisions. There, there's still, like, these talks are going to be great talks. You cannot go wrong sitting in on any of these talks. Um but Aaron Patterson, tender love, closing up the entire thing, talking about adequate record is going to be where you want your, your attention that night. All right. So how do you feel about this conference? How's it been for you? I think it's fantastic. I've learned a lot. Um, <laughs> I really, really wish that I would uh, have actually attended the, the keynotes in the morning um, rather than cooking all day. Um, making your making your bag lunch. It's very difficult to make hamburger helper in a um, in the, the coffee maker, but I did it. <laughs> I did it. So. Do, you th- do you think that it'd work? Seriously? Yeah, I think it would work. You, browning um, the the hamburger would be a problem, but you could probably use the. <laughs> oh God, that's disgusting. Never mind. I'm pulling out of that one. No, I'm go. I'm. I am not going to push me back. Okay, no, so I'm going. Prob- here, here's what I'm going to offer to the to the world. All right. If someone successfully makes Hamburger Helper in a coffee maker at a hotel... In and using the, the, anything with the coffee maker. Yeah, yeah. it has to... Yeah. I mean, you have to just use the tools you got, like MacGyver. MacGyver with a, a bit of hamburger, hamburger helper box, and a hotel coffee maker. 
makes it Ham- successfully, we will make a shirt for the show and send you one for free. Hamburgiver. <laughs> Boo. Mm. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's let's set the over under on since you are not going to the the conference. Actually, will you watch any of the keynotes live remotely? I will watch every one that I can, and um, it will probably be all three. And then, so there's three in the morning: uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tender Love at Friday. So yeah, I will watch all three of them. And then, how many? What, how many of the sessions will you watch the video for later? Do you think? That is uh, to be determined, um, but as many as I can. It really depends on how much time I have and how well structured they are. Yeah. I think that I will watch three of the keynotes, probably only one of them live, and but I think I'll, I'll watch, watch them all eventually. And then I think I'd put the over-under at like f- five? For ones that I end up watching later, five is a good number. Five is a, a, definitely a good number because I'm, I'm thinking of at least. Okay, I guess I'm just at two right now that I can think of off the top of my head that I I was excited about. Um, three now: uh, the Pry one, uh, Sandy Metz, uh, Michael Moore, and I'm I'm sure that I'll find more in here because it's going to be a good time. All right. Any clo- any closing thoughts on our epic 2014 Rails conference? preview um i think that you're all going to have a good time if you're listening to this um and don't do what i would anything i wouldn't do (laughs) all right uh a reminder about where people can find you and your work eric sure i'm on twitter at generic steel and uh the book is at uh what do i test.com all right well i'm sean devine and i'm barely known on twitter and uh, I'd like to thank both Eric for joining me today, uh, for all of the brave souls that are uh, giving presentations at RailsConf and allowed us, <laughs> uh, not that he actually gave us permission, but that, that uh, endured us uh, uh, playing a game of choosing which of your sessions we'd most like to go to. And I'd like to thank our two sponsors this week, The Codeship and Lynda.com. Thanks.